No, I think, I mean, I, I think again, like, you know, I think the, the, probably the biggest thing is like, you know, as we look at this and we haven't been good enough, we haven't been good enough the last year and a half, you know, as a group, as a team, as an organization. And, um, you know, I think for us, it's, it's, you know, we talk about it a lot, you know, it's really just, it's just building towards it, towards a championship level organization. I think when we, uh, you know, when we, when we went to last off season and, you know, we made the moves that we made, it was, you know, with the idea to see, we, we felt like we had some talent in there in the room. Uh, that we wanted to build around and you know and take a chance it wasn't you know necessarily that we were going and saying hey this is all in on this one year period it was more of a situation where it was hey let's see if we could take a shot and compete and contend and win knowing that if that didn't work out you know at a uh, at a point down the road you know we had the ability to you know to pump the brakes and, and go in a different direction and we were going to have some assets that were going to be attractive to to some other clubs so i think like we saw you know this off season you know we moved, we moved craig kimbrell to the red sox and and Benoit, I think, uh, you know, kind of a continuation. We started this year hoping of some things, uh, you know, looking at some things and saying, hey, if they all went in our direction, we really got off to a great start. You know, we look out and, and get to where we want to get to, which is a contending club. When you don't go down there, then you got to make decisions. Howdy doodle dingo bottom. Hello and welcome to another episode, the 28th episode of Pods Pod. We're here with the crew, Manny Dinks. Yoshi's here as well. Hello. And we bolting up with little Mo too. What's up? What's up? Everybody doing okay? Anything special going on? No. No. Is it hot in New York, Manny? No. Good. All right. Uh, so it's been a month since we last spoke. Uh, since then, the the 2016 Padres have been completely dismantled. Uh, we've seen Drew Pomerantz, our top pitching, our top pitcher, get traded for maybe the top minor league pitching prospect, Anderson Espinosa. We saw Melvin. B.J. Upton get traded for Hansel Rodriguez of the Blue Jays. We saw Kashner get traded for Josh Naylor, big power hit and fat old first baseman. Carter Capps, some fool who jumps off the mound like a freaking doo-doo face. And uh, Colin Ray was, was originally part of this deal, and uh, he, he's back with us in something we, we, we may speak about later, but I'm sure you've heard about. And, uh, and we also jettisoned Matt Kemp for... Uh, the wife beater Hector Oliveira, who we DFA'd. Point being, uh, the the 2015 experiment is officially dead. Uh, we traded basically every tradable asset that we had that people expected us to trade, with uh, the exception of maybe Derek Norris. And uh, we are in 100% full rebuilding mode. So my question for you guys, first of all, is how does it feel to be a Padres fan after all that, Manny? 
uh, I guess mixed. I feel mixed. Uh, feel like um, in a way, it's kind of nice. Like it's kind of it. It was nice to just make it official. Like uh, we're 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 not trying to win anymore. Um, and along with that, um, making the the moves that have been made uh, seem to be promising. So, um, I guess that's. Feeling somewhat optimistic, feeling optimistic about the future, but it's so far in so far away that um, I don't know. It's, I'm just overall, I guess I'm feeling ambivalent. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I, wanna, I gotta bust out the thesaurus for that one, play. Okay, uh, Yoshi, are you feeling optimistic? I mean, when the trades first started happening, I was not very happy. Um, but honestly, going to the games. Since then, since they all got traded, you just, I don't know, it was like, you go and you see these young players, and they're hustling out there. They're working their butts off, and it's kind of like, well, this is what I'm going to be seeing for the next couple of years. So I guess I got to get used to it. Yesterday, I told my mom, like, so these little guys out here are the ones that are going to bring us a championship? So... We'll see if their little this experiment works. Yeah, and maybe maybe the guys out there right now aren't the ones who will actually bring us the championship, but they're the ones who are going to make it possible down the line. They're 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 the future stars are going to be standing on these guys' backs. Uh, Lomo, you've you've been you've expressed some dissatisfaction uh, as a Padre fan lately. You, are you feeling optimistic or or are you feeling something else? Uh, the way I just think about it is like if they turn out to be great, good, but they'll be gone in three to five years. And if they suck, you know, like you say, hashtag that's so Padres. So you feel like this is just another example of the Padres being the Padres, and it's just it's just a recycled uh, system, I guess. I mean, back in 2012, we had the best farm system in the MLB, also, and look how that turned out. Yeah, I mean, we we. We took that farm system and went for it in 2015. Um, but I don't know that... I mean, we took that farm system and traded them. Traded them all the way. Joe Ross, Matt Whistler, uh, Melek Smith, and fools like that. Uh, and went for it in 2015 and it didn't work out. But I don't know that this is that you know the same Padres. I, I, I'm trying to think back on, on players that we've developed through our farm system who have, who have you know joined the major league team and been, been impact players. We're talking about maybe Jed Jerko, uh, Khalil Green. But other than that, I don't think we've we've had... I think we had a f- strong farm system back then, but it wasn't stocked with, like... Like, this Espinosa guy is supposed to be, you know, the next Pedro Martinez. He's he, He's got... And obviously, with, like, an 18-year-old pitcher, um, you never know for sure. But we've never had prospects like this. Like, Naylor is supposed to be one of the, like one of the best hitting prospects in the game. We, we've never had like possible stars like this and so many of them too. And so many from the international pool as well. So I don't know. I feel differently about it. I, I feel really optimistic and I'm, I, I feel like, like a born again Christian or something. Like I've had like a, you know, I'm like 42 years old and, and I've had, you know, problems with alcohol and drugs. And then I decided I was going to turn my life around and I, and I, and you know, my my head got dipped in that water and I just feel clean again. Like I feel 
I feel like all that all that grime, Kemp and and Kashner is just gone. It just feels so much better now. Do you um, uh, so? Do you think with this rebuild and this what two to three year plan, do you think AJ's job is safe until then to see what kind of talent he produces uh, major league level? I think so, uh, especially considering like that town hall meeting, which we'll talk about later. Where they one of their points was like we need time to give AJ the team around him that he needs to go forward. What 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 point does it make to they they're fully committed to rebuilding? What how, why would you jettison the guy who's who's spearheaded that? And they've certainly painted the picture like AJ is the reason that we're that we're pulling off these trades. Where I mean, while some Padre fans feel like we're getting hosed, uh, most of the people in the game who who are analysts and pundits feel like we're doing pretty well. So why would you, why would you get rid of the guy who's, who's behind all that? I, I think his, his job is safe. Manny, do you, do you agree with that? Do you think AJ is, is going to be here for the next four or five years? Or is there something we're not seeing? Yeah, well, uh, and I'm, and I say this like kind of jokingly, but, but not, um, AJ's, he's kind of a wild card in there. And it really like, um, if, if it's not, you know, if if it's not um, uh, ownership getting rid of him, um, it could be like him being banned from the league. Um, <laughs> with just and and I mean like I mean, how how many times is, is it going to take for him to get to to get in trouble um, before like a serious some some more serious uh, sanctions start coming down on him? Um, which I love. Like I think I I think. You know, we. I feel like we've kind of went. We started off loving AJ, um, and then afterwards it was kind of like, oh, I don't know, man. Like AJ, like he. This was fun. This was fun initially, but um, maybe he's doing a little too much, a little too much coke or crack or meth or whatever it is he does to Adderall uh, to 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 work, um, and it's just he's he's going a little off the rails. But now I'm back to going to 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 really loving him. Um, a lot, and and I'm really excited. I I, I assume I hope he, he will stay with us, um, but sometimes I get a little worried um, that yeah that he's gonna get himself in, in into a uh, some big controversy, um, or he's gonna we're <laughs> end up finding him uh, you know unresponsive in a hooker's hotel room in TJ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that fool goes to TJ. I think he's he's. I think he'll actually fly to like Central America or something for for his toots. Um, I feel like his tastes are a little bit more exotic. But um, yeah, but he, I get. He, I guess, he eats at Denny's. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I guess I could see. I mean, with with what happened with Hoyer, you know, he kind of he left. Uh, while he was in the midst of of rebuilding the team like AJ is but I feel like this situation is different because it seems like everybody's on the same page like it seems like ownership is supporting him I think part of the reason Hoyer left was because he didn't see eye to eye with ownership about what the team needed to do but yeah yeah maybe that's the most likely possibility for him not being here in 2019 is uh is just getting you know getting busted for doing uh for for going one step too far uh, this is kind of off track from what I had planned, but just since we've brought it up, are you guys okay with with that being part of the the Padres' identity? Like, are you okay? Do do you have any kind of uh, moral 
issues with the fact that AJ is kind of a a suspect character when it comes to trades and dealing with international prospects. He got, you know, part of his history with the Rangers was he was making, I think, making contact with with international prospects before they were of age or something like that. Um, do you have any issue with with him leading the Padres knowing that he's going to push the boundaries of legality? Or, or is that something that you're you're glad that we have because it gives us maybe a competitive edge? Uh, Yoshi? Um, I mean, I don't want the Padres getting this bad rep. Like, they're cheaters in some way or something. Isn't he, aren't the Padres under review right now because of the Colin Ray trade? Right, yeah, they're, which, <laughs> which, which I this think might be This might be the one that gets him in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, and and what are the repercussions for the, for for getting in trouble uh, for something like that? Um, I think he got banned for a while or something. For the does anybody know about the consequences for his shady dealings when he was with the Rangers, Manny? I don't remember. I remember when we when we signed, uh, like when we um, hired him, um, talking about that. Like in, in in the whole, we were really curious and like, what what did he do? Um, but if there's no, if, if regardless of the uh, official sanctions that that the league may may enforce on him, um, I would really hope for other teams to just not want to do business with us. Uh, because you would hope for that? No, I, I no, I would hope that oh. that's not the case. I mean, um, uh, that that's not one of the consequences. Um, but aside from that, no. Overall, I love it. Dude. I I love uh, if not just for giving us a competitive edge. Uh, we could use a little bit of a. I think it gives us a little more character. Like we, we, we. Um, I, I've always loved the heels, so I, I, I love. I really like that. That this can be part of our, part of our identity <laughs> now is that our our GM is is ruthless and 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 he's just, he's a he's shady. That's great. Well, that was one of the theories I've heard put forward was that one of the reasons that we so readily accepted Ray back is just because we wanted to maintain a good relationship with the Marlins and, and, you know, to some extent with other teams who want to deal with us. Um, you know, even though we may have had, I mean, uh, the guy that we got for Fernando Rodney, uh, Chris Paddock, he went down with Tommy John like a week or two after we picked him up. So why didn't we ask for for him back from from the Marlins, or for for Rodney back, you know, from the Marlins, or for somebody else, um, it, but there seems to be a little bit more to this um, that we were possibly withholding information. Don't like each team's doctor does an evaluation on the player. So like, regardless if we uh, released all his medical records or whatever, like the Marlins team doctor does the final evaluation on the guy and has a final say, doesn't he? You would assume so, and that's what I've always assumed. Uh, I guess it appears to be the case that maybe they just uh, asked for the the evaluation of the Padres doctors and didn't do their own due diligence. Because if they had, how could this possibly be an issue? And and if they just asked for the Padres evaluation, well then you fucked up. Yeah, um, I mean it's. Well, but the only way this could possibly, if if maybe if um, we did withhold information, then that's of course, then, then that that would be the, the the problem. Which I wouldn't put it past AJ to do that. I wouldn't put I I wouldn't be put it past AJ to be the one to tell uh, to tell Clemens to the to to do the pine tar trick. 
So what's the story behind Paul Clemens, Manny? Just uh, <laughs> he put on so much pine tar that he uh, that he got it all over himself and had to had to switch jerseys, um, had to wear a player jersey. Um, but I'm I strongly believe AJ uh, texted him and, and told him to do it. <laughs> I want to talk more about the the Paul Clemens thing later on, so let's save that. But uh, but yeah, that's certainly a possibility. Um, okay, so yeah, and I agree. I agree. I'm I'm all for AJ like writing the line between, uh, you know, uh, moral and immoral. Uh, yeah, I think it gives us more character. I think it gives us a, a possible competitive edge. And, uh, dude, morality in, in professional sports, uh, f- f- fuck that. Uh, who cares? Uh, if you're an NFL fan, um, you, you know, you, you should have uh, no opinion on this um, as far as, you know, things being moral or not. Hi, do you know somebody that needs to be put behind bars? Has someone screwed you or a family member and deserved to get what's coming to them? Hi, I'm Shlomo Goldberg, and if you answered yes to any of these questions, we at San Diego Prosecutors for Hire are here for you. <laughs> That's right, Shlomo. Mordecai Cohen here for SDPH. The world is full of assholes who need a swift kick in the tuchus from Mama Karma. At San Diego Prosecutors for Hire, we provide the community with a vital service. Using highly illegal methods and our connections in the California District Attorney's Office, we guarantee to get anyone of your choosing thrown in the slammer. Exactly. But don't take our word for it. One of San Diego's most well-known figures is currently using our services, and he's here to tell you just how effective we are. Go on, tell him, AJ. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I think uh, as an organization, you know, we uh, we wanted to move in a different direction, you know, and uh, we always are, you know, looking for, uh, you know, opportunities. And yeah, no, uh, when we uh, when we identified the possibility of moving Matt uh, for Hector, you know, we saw we saw that as a great opportunity, you know, uh, to you know improve our organization going forward, and uh, you know, yeah, you know the. The problem is uh, we don't we don't want to pay Oliveira a single cent and uh, yeah you know uh, so I, I approached Shlomo and, and Mordecai and uh, yeah you know they're they're helping us achieve that ob- objective you know so uh, yeah no I mean luckily uh, SDPH you know yeah no uh, you know it led us in the right direction. Thanks AJ. Anything for a fellow New Yorker? You a good kid. We knew if we could make sure old Hector Oliveira served some prison time, the Padres would be exempt from paying his contract. As you'll soon find out, Mr. Oliveira's going to wish he had stayed in Cuba. A domestic abuser will rot in jail. And your beloved Padres will have another 30 million to spend illegally tapping up prepubescent international free agents. It's a win-win! Okay, so give us a call at 1-800-GUILTY. We promise to prosecute and imprison any citizen of your choosing, regardless of whether they've committed a crime. As our motto states... Lady Justice is blind, so she won't mind. Putz, 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 There's been a lot of changes in the Padres. We, we've discussed that uh, this season. Do you think at this point that the fan base is divided? I think that, you know, in the... As a Padres fan, I've never felt that, that our fan base was divided. We've just, 
we've just been, you know, we're, we're watching a losing team and trying to, to, you know, make the best of it. And we were all in that together. But I feel like with this new direction, we've seen, you know, maybe more divisions than, than previously. Um, Yoshi, you're someone who, who's around a lot of Padre fans at all the games that you go to. Do you feel like there's a division amongst the fan base? And, and if so, what is it? Uh, not really at games. I don't know. I haven't really chatted well because there's a family of four that sits next to me, and I haven't really asked if they're going to renew next year or what's going on. But, I mean, the only thing I've noticed since all these trades, it's the streets... Like, when you're walking to the ballpark, it seems emptier. But then you get to the game, and, you know, they say it's, like, 27,000, 30,000 fans. Liars. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, yesterday I think people went solely because of the jerseys. But I don't even think there was that many people. And I, one of my coworkers, she was actually saying that she doesn't want to renew. Her husband is kind of leaning towards renewing now but she doesn't want to renew and it's not mostly because of the actual team but it's the issues with the member benefits so I think okay. that's where members like ticket season holders are going to be iffy about renewing not so much of the team but I'll, you know the actual membership and I think a lot of people feel that way because I'm not very happy with that either Okay, so that's something that I want to touch on too at the at the end of the show, um, about what we what the the organization can do to keep people in the seats during this transition time, um, and that's an interesting point that the divisions may not be so much about what's on the field, but about what's going on, um, you know, with 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 your tickets and with the ballpark. Um, Manny or Little Mo, do you guys do you guys uh, on that original question about divisions amongst the fan base? Do you do you sense that, and is it important at all? And maybe which side do you fall on, Manny? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, definitely. There seems there's a division, but I don't think um, like I don't think the fan bases are fighting with each other. Like there's a division in that sense, but there definitely is a, a divide between the way fans have. Um, uh, have taken to to the the moves that that the team has made lately, um, which the way I see it, and I could be reading this wrong, um, it seems like there is with within the Padre fan base, you have the vast majority of people who just casually follow the team, um, and then you have a small pocket of the more diehard or actually they're not any more diehard than some of the the fans within the within the larger mass but they they're a little more analytical they're a little more um um they 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 like to um go deeper into you know what the team is doing they're they, they they they're into the saber metrics they're into um they're they're just far more knowledgeable on on the game and on the team um and and so those fans seem to have been doing backflips with with all the moves that that the Padres have made like they're loving it um they see they see this as really intelligent long-term investments while the masses of people who who don't care for you know looking you know go doing that type of deeper analysis 
Um, they just want to see a winning team. That's it. Like that's it's just that simple. And so all they're seeing is um, why are you getting rid of brand name players for teenagers? And 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 I think there's I think both sides are are valid. Like I I I, I get it from both ends. Especially if you're I mean. Yoshi, you were pretty pissed off with some of the, the moves that were being made, and understandably so, because you're a season ticket holder. You're paying a whole lot of money mm-hmm. for then the team to basically tell you, like, yeah, we're not trying to win anymore. We're, I mean, we're doing this for a long-term goal. You know, eventually we're, this, this is going to pay off. But if you're paying all this money to, uh, 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 to watch the team... That's a that's a hard sell, you know, to to go like, okay, well then what about now? Like what about this season? What about next season? And what about like when is this team supposed to be good? 2000 like 21, 22? And that's where my issue is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like I'm not going to pay money to go see a team that's not ready to perform at a big league level. You know, I'm not going to buy those $12 Bud Lights, you know, those $14 hot dogs just to watch them lose like season after season. When you're when the ownership is Openly telling us, give us time, give us time. I think that's a really, that's a really good point, and I think, like my immediate reaction is, is you know, I, I, I side with the people who see this as a great long-term investment and, and going in the right direction, but at the same time, had we done this, had 2015 like worked out a little bit better, and I don't mean World Series, I mean like we won 10 to 15 more games. And we made the playoffs, even if we got, you know, swept out uh, in, you know, the divisional series or whatever. Um, I think this would be easier for people to swallow. But because it's just another, <laughs> because because we haven't won since 2010, <coughs> it's, it's a much tougher, tougher sell, I think. And the people who, my immediate reaction is the people who go like, well, why'd you trade Matt Kemp? And my my thought would be, well, because he's he's not very good, and he has no, and he's not going to get any better. But for those people, I mean, you just you just have to understand that, that, yeah, this 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 rebuilding, this destruction of the current roster isn't isn't coming after you know a couple of winning seasons. Oh, you know, we we couldn't quite get there. We we were close, but we couldn't quite get there. We're gonna we're gonna try a different way. This is just another punch in the gut. Um, after you know seven consecutive seasons of being punched in the gut, um, so I do think the fan base is divided. And and although I, I I'm on the side of of being optimistic and feeling like we're definitely making the right decisions, um, I don't think we should discount people who who are upset as being idiots or or like not being analytical enough or something like that. Um, really, what it comes down for for me comes down to for me is that what else could we possibly have done like Matt Kemp isn't getting any better Melvin Upton isn't getting any better Andrew, Andrew Kashner was never any good we're, we're making the best of 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 that situation um, so so yeah I mean it's not like it's not like this is happening in Philly where fans are going to be like fucking fighting each other and you know hitting each other with bricks in the head but I do think that there is a division um Probably not really significant, though. But I, but yeah. I don't, but I don't think that like it's not because um, it's not. Fan, it's not between it, the fans. Yeah, it's not between the fa- like fans who are frustrated aren't aren't fans who are frustrated don't even know that this pocket of of 
of the you know what I right, call it, the, right, the, the right. smart marks. You know the um, like they don't even know of their existence. Like they're not reading you know their their stuff and you know or listening to their stuff. Like so like they don't even know that there are some fans who who think this is a great idea. Um, right. They're directing all their frustration towards the team. Um, where where the where the where the smart fans, the smart they, fans. They, huh? You know, but, but and, and by smart, I don't mean like intelligent people, but the ones who like sit there and who like study the team, study numbers, study the game. You know, um, they see it as like, oh, like all you guys, like you don't know any better. Like you, 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 you know, you, you only you're only experiencing the game on the surface. And and the thing is, like, well, yeah, that that's true, and that's the way most people experience the game. Um, so so that opinion is 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 absolutely. Is, is absolutely valid like that voice needs to be heard as well and i think on the padres side um you know something that's going to help them get through this rebuild is the fact that i do think that this this you know segment of the fan base although it is small like the 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 saber metrics analytical twitter padres fans um I, I think that segment is growing and more people understanding what what the team is trying to do uh through through the alternative media that they listen to as well as through their own research that segment is growing and i think they're going to start to influence the 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 fans that that you were just speaking about i think it's going to help the padres um gain some understanding as they go through this well Um, yeah the the average fan if they're doing any type of reading about the padres it's usually going to be from from the you know mainstream outlets right um and so yeah no no i think that is a really good point and 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 when we go back to how what was it like two three months ago that that the bloggers had their like did the manifesto and 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 one of them ended like Mike, Mike D ended up sitting down and talking to one of them, right? Um, that's pretty big. Like that shows that they might be a minority within the fan base, but but they are they're becoming uh, what you could call a vocal minority that 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 ownership is now listening to. Shit. I mean, maybe it probably didn't have anything to do with the moves that they made, but it almost it's it, it's maybe just coincidental that after that, after all that happened, the team took a, a, a completely different direction. Yeah, I I do think, I do think it's coincidental, but I do yeah. think that that's something that they consider um, the Padres do. But um, like, I mean, even in the last thing on this point, like even in the booth itself, like you have Ted Leitner and Jesse Agler. And when you listen to those guys, you hear Ted Leitner basically say, like, this numbers game is bullshit. Like, this is not what baseball is about. Um, this is never what baseball is going to be about. And then you have Jesse Agler, like, hedging his comments, but basically saying, like, like no, like, no, man, no, old man. Like, you're, you're, you're missing the boat. Like, uh, we're, the, the, you know, this boat's going to the future and you're still on the shore. Like, uh, you, you, even within the booth itself, you have this division between... <clears throat> different two different ways of looking at baseball and ironically the people who are usually the most cynical about a team i think the people who are more analytical in this case are more optimistic and are happier about um what's going on with the team yeah but that doesn't generate money as i mean yoshi's talking about not renewing like even thinking about it and i would never imagine that in a million years right so it's not about like saying like it's like yeah they're gonna be good in the future this and that's like, but like what about now but but because of our ballpark and because of the fact that our, our fans show up even when we're bad and have done so for years, um, the Padres know that they can get through this. And w- like 
they can they can they can float you know they can keep their heads above water and then in 2020 if everything goes well and you have you know your team has five of the you know the best players in the national league all on one team um then you're just gonna like you know so you're calling it 2020 padres world series champs i think Um, i think further but down the line than that Jesus Christ. Don't tell me. I don't. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just, it's just really tough to say, but we just have such a deep system now. And I think we're just going to continue that way. Like one thing that you hear is that, you know, you can sign as many big name pitching prospects as you want. Only one out of 10 of them is going to be actually like a number one starter is going to be really good. So that's one thing that I think is on our side is that we're just so deep. Like, Dude, the the amount of of international prospects, really good top top thirty international prospects that they signed, um, they signed more than any other team by far, and spent well, more we money. Got like six um, of the top twenty five, something like that, yeah. And so, so yeah, like, you know, four of those guys are are going to be are going to be terrible, and you're never going to hear of them again. But if two come through, and they're on a team with you know one or two of your other draft picks that made it and you know one free agent all of a sudden you know that's a really good team um so yeah i don't think it generates money in the short term but in in the long term and and if and if it is what they say it's going to be which is waves if you continue going like this then 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 you generate money indefinitely hopefully by by producing you know stars so what do you think uh the Padres ownership should do to the loyal season ticket holders saying, you know, just hang on, hang on. Okay. Well, well, yeah, let, let's, let's talk about that now. So, um, I'm going to do, let, let, so the, the Padres had a town hall. Um, and I guess the idea was to communicate with the season ticket holders, um, and the dedicated fans, their, their vision for the future. They laid out, um, you know, I think four points that they wanted to to really get across. One was that uh, first first point they they put up on the big screen: unprecedented investment in development. So they, like I just said, they 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 put a hundred million dollars out for signing um, international signings and draft picks and stuff. Uh, this pitcher Morejon, uh, shortstop Almanzar, uh, I think an outfielder uh, Jose Ona. These are all guys that are like. Like you said, top top twenty five, top thirty prospects. So that's one thing that they're doing. Second point they wanted to make was we need time. We need time to develop like the scouting team and all the like structural pieces to make those signings possible and and you know future signings possible. Third point, they're they're committing to this to this sustainable blueprint. What they said, um, so that you're having homegrown impact players. And the fourth point was that right now we're in like the development stage meaning right now we're going to suck but the first wave of young talent is already in the upper levels of the system so they're talking about Renfro and Margot and Hedges and maybe Aswahe um people like that so they're saying like the first wave of talent is coming like they're going to be here soon so so that was that was their point and then so my my question for for Yoshi because she's the season ticket holder and then hoping that the the three of us could put ourselves in her shoes is uh is this 
is this going to convince you to continue to spend your money with the team? And if not, which is what little Mo just asked, what more should they do to, to convince the season ticket holder, these people who spend their hard earned livings on this shitty team to continue to, to do so? Uh, little Mo, you asked the question. So, so what do you, what do you think? Um, what more should they do to keep, keep people invested in the team besides laying uh, out that plan? Uh, slash their prices for sure. Um, more incentives for being a season ticket holder. Like I, I, I heard they got rid of like the ten percent off merchandise and uh, all the food and beer and shit. Or no? So like, are you saying like the perks to being a season ticket holder? Well, yeah, because uh, that was like the biggest. When I became a, a Charger season ticket holder, I got shit from Padre season ticket holders saying that there's no incentives of being a Charger season ticket holder because you get no discounts. Like all these perks and incentives, and from what I'm hearing, it's like most of them are gone now. Yes. So now we used to get, we still get the 10% off like merchandise and all that, but there's no discounts at the concession stands. Now you have you have to load your membership card to get cash back or something like that. I never do it because I forget. Um, what I don't like is that you can you can exchange your tickets, but you can't exchange the parking. So if I can't go to a game, I lose out on the parking, and that cost me a pretty penny too. So I I because I don't see the like the reasoning behind it where you need to just let the attendants know three or four hours before the game how many tickets you sold how many parking tickets you sold. So they just need to know ahead of time. So if I'm exchanging my tickets 48 hours in advance, why can't I just say, okay, well, I'm going to exchange my parking for this day and then just let the attendant know. So I don't like that. And then there's, I think there's a few other things. Oh, and then exchanging your games. They, the, when the season started, you couldn't exchange so they put all the games into single, double, triple, home run, grand slam. So if you had like a triple game, you couldn't exchange for like a home run, I mean, a, yeah, home run or a grand slam. But I guess enough people complained about that, that they said, okay, yeah, we'll let you exchange, but you just have to change, um, pay the difference. If you decide to, like if you want to sit at your same section and that game is... $15 more, so then you're going to have to pay the 15 extra dollars or whatever it is. Where before, if I exchanged my tickets, it didn't matter. If I sat in my seats, I would, you know, I would be able to get the same price. It would only, I would have to pay the difference if I decided to change sections. So I think that's kind of crappy. Manny, do you have a, an opinion about what the team could do? to keep butts in the seats um yeah i think I, I i think this is a great opportunity if if they're willing to put so much money into player uh in, into say like this the, the, this last draft what if they invested a good amount of money in a really good production team a really good um uh, television production team or film team, like the the, the people who make like uh, NFL uh, Hard Knocks on HBO or, or Showtime or whatever. You, you know, you guys know the show NFL Hard Knocks. Yeah, 
What if, what if they did something like that for the Padres with the Padres farm system, where where fans can watch who the, like get to know the story of these young players, watch them as they go through their trials and tribulations in, in the within the farm system, um, and and I think that way I think the more you can expose players to to the farms to the or expose fans to the farm system players the more they can be like the analytical fans who who geek out over you know some young person getting signed um i i just think it it, it comes to, or i think a really something that could be really useful for for the team to do is to is to invest in really good programming um <laughs> profiling the stories behind the players and maybe that's just me i would find that really interesting and that would get me interested in the team um even more but that's an area to look at uh, as far as you know in, investing more more money and effort into i think that's a great point and i think you know it doesn't have to be obviously you know you're not going to get that that shit on prime time or anything but as a web series or or as or even something that you could integrate into you know the the broadcast even if it's not even if you don't go the full route of of you know player profiles and following team like a reality series or something um, you know, every day the the Padres broadcast should be integrating uh, highlights from the minor leagues, um, and uh, you know, like you know, in depth, in you know, more in depth than they do now of, of what's going on in the farm system, and and yeah, not just not just sporting highlights, but 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 personalities, backgrounds, things like that. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea, and and just to. On on Yoshi's points about the the injustices that she feels like she's facing with, as a season ticket holder, one thing that I think that is <clears throat> really good about the increasing presence of social media, like as it relates to the Padres, is that I think that I mean there's a lot of people that are doing like that are putting these things out there and and making them face the light of day, like like good intelligence. Uh, and you know Padres Jackov and, and change the Padres do like they they highlight these issues that season ticket holders are having like with the twenty game packages and other things that you know and 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 other stuff that Yoshi described. Um, once these things face the light of day, it's hard for the organization to ignore them, even if it is just a small segment of the the Padres fan base that that this affects or that care about it if it's out there on the internet and people are seeing it and and are going you know what the fuck um i think it's gonna it's gonna change things and ho- hopefully that's the case um because yeah uh, in addition to what manny said um you know they have to make it more attractive for to to be a season ticket holder um with perks and and, and all that stuff um one thing that i would want to ask uh the other members of the ownership group would be about Ron Fowler and about how they feel about his, his, his comments. Like, uh, like recently, you know, he, 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 he popular opinion is that he kind of like forced the James shield trade with his comments about James shields after that, um, rough outing that he had. Um, and then recently, after the Kemp trade, I think he was quoted as saying uh, the following. He said, we made a conscious decision to ship them out because we want people that are prepared to improve. Um, if you're making a lot of money and you think you're already there, you're not going to get better. So he's he's basically, you know, 
that's yeah. not a a uh, usually an appropriate comment from an owner. I would love to know. Right, breaking kayfabe. I, I would love to know from the other members of the ownership group. Um, are these Fowler comments off the cuff? Uh, is there a, is there a, or is it something that they're like, yeah, Ron, go ahead, like, you know, and they see some kind of strategic value in him making these comments? Um, I would love to know their their feelings about the the Ron Fowler comments and and his kind of like this budding uh, persona that he's try- that he's developing for himself. And overall, I mean, it's not like that maybe does that that could get them into trouble within within the league um as far as like the way that the way that they're seen by other players other other owners other other you know personnel but um but as far as like as fans go um it 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 only endears uh ownership to the fans more and more every time he does that i agree for the majority of fans do do you guys like hearing the comments that I read, if you hadn't heard them previously, does that does that uh, endear you to Ron Fowler, or does it make you kind of uh, recoil and think like, oh, come on, dude, um, Yoshi? Do you like as a season ticket holder? Do you like hearing your owner say that? No. Really? Think, Why? Yeah. No, I I don't know. I just think it's very unprofessional. It's like, um, you don't see like your boss going to a meeting and calling that one person they fired or they, you know, call them out. I don't know. I just think it's unprofessional and But didn't didn't he say that after Kemp's bullshit letter? Well that one I kinda understand. That one I kinda understand because I mean Kemp pretty much started it. (laughs) But as Yeah, but that's not, you know, as a as a manager or an owner, you're supposed to be above that. Yeah, you're supposed to just, you know, when someone says something, you say, you know what, we're not even going to deal with that. He's, you know, he's not part of our team anymore. He's gone. We just got to move on. But I mean, yeah. I think, I think this is who he is. And I think we just need to get used to it. It was a little interesting yesterday. He spoke in the community induction ceremony. I didn't see very many people applauding him sincerely. I kind of felt like, oh, we got to applaud him because he's coming up and it's the right thing to do. I think just the fact that, okay, going back to the the Andy Green pulling Paul Clemens, he, he uh, after the pine tar incident, he 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 bunted, he he pulled off the bunt, um, but it was a shitty bunt, and uh, he threw his bat down and you know barely feigned running to first. And and Green pulled him, and after the game, he was like, you know, that's that's not the way we do things here. That's not the Padres' way. Um, I'm not mad at him, but um, that's not that's not an acceptable behavior for someone in this organization. That that attitude, that message, combined with the kind of things that Ron Fowler is saying, this is the, this is the beginning of creating an identity for this team. And I think we've talked about this in previous episodes. This is something that our team has been missing. And if anything, we've been like the total antithesis of that attitude. Oh, come to San Diego and retire and, you know, play a few years of fun baseball, uh, you know, in the sun. This is, this is, and with Andy Green being proclaimed someone who can like motivate young talent, this is the kind of, this is like building that house, you know? And I I personally, I love it. Like, um, I think... That that with the direction that we're going, 
it's cool to set up this kind of, you know, this kind of thesis for the team. I, I think it's, I think it's great. And I think it's going to work. And, and if nothing else, it's, it's, yeah, it's an identity. Like we've been missing that. Yeah. I, 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 do, I mean, when, when thinking about all these changes, um, I, I do think about how, you know, Andy Green's, uh, place within all of this. Um, and regardless of how people feel about some of the trades and some of the players that, that we've gotten rid of, um, in the end, this is great for Andy Green as far as um, getting rid of, of certain veterans. Now he can really, co- now he can really manage and, and he can really mold, um, mold a team. Now he has these young players that, that he, that he can instill, he can indoctrinate with with his with his philosophies and his attitudes, and and from from everything that we that we know about Andy Green, um, the, that is those are some that's a the perfect his attitude is is the exact type of attitude I would love to see in a in a young team in a in in developing players. Yeah, no, I th- I think it it it's yeah it's great for Andy Green uh, in his job security going forward and I, I think it's just right in his in his wheelhouse and I, and I kind of think this was when they hired Andy Green I think this was as opposed to like Dusty Baker this they they knew where they were going you know and this is this is what they planned for him um my last question for you guys before we 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 part ways um the Padres gave us four bullet points that they wanted us to uh digest as we move forward are there any bullet points that you'd like to give them um, that you want them to remember as we as we move forward uh, into into 2020? <laughs> My bullet point is just 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 don't get off track. Like you've you've committed to the rebuild. Uh, it doesn't matter if in 2017 or 2018, like we're we're a couple games above 500 and you think, oh man, if we just sell off these couple prospects, uh, we could be, we could be winners next, like next season. And we're going to trade for, uh, you know, the equivalent of, of, of a Matt Kemp or a Justin Upton in 2019. Like don't fucking do that. Just, just stick with this 100%. Wait till 2020, wait till 2022. Just keep getting prospects and like, don't change fucking course. Like you've committed to it. It makes logical sense. Let AJ do his thing and leave it alone. That would be my my bullet point. So you're saying don't give us hope. No. Before no. that. Before don't that. Try to give us, don't try to give us premature hope. If if the twenty eighteen Padres are, you know, two games above five hundred at the All Star like I'm sorry, yeah, at at the All Star break, just say good. We're we're glad. Um and write it out. And do not give us, up. do not, do not give us, do not try to accelerate the process. I mean, dude, uh, it, it, what if, what if attendance becomes just abysmally low? Like it's just, it won't, uh, it probably won't because it's, pe- I mean, because the Astros experience, like the Astros, even, even once after the, once the, the rebuilding has started to show, um, has started to show results, getting back that attendance is, has been a major, major struggle. Um, 
because the 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 fans you know they they tuned out once once during the rebuilding period and 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 yeah i guess they've just since then they've been like oh you know fuck it um i i think the big difference is yeah this is it's peco park but um if attendance got so low you know i i wonder if that which i guess so so what you're saying is even no matter what stay strong uh stay committed to the plan and and don't give in but uh, I, I could see some scenarios where that would be tempting. Yeah, of course. What was the what was the bullet point that was a puncher's chance? Oh yeah, it was something like with Andy Green, we have a we have a puncher's chance. Um, yeah, we're developing, but because Andy Green is so good at motivating and developing players with these young guys, like people didn't think the Astros would be as good as they were last year. They were still like, oh, you know, it's going to be another year another year right. or two before they were really, really good. Same thing maybe with the Cubs um, last year or the year before that. Like, oh, just, you know, just just wait a little bit. Um, they're going to be okay, but, you know, and they exceeded expectations. Um, you know, if you want to sign, if you want to sign a, an aging free agent to kind of supplement your team in that case, but just don't, don't give up anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. We could use some good, some some good uh, older wisdom at some point. Yeah. See. Yeah. That's kind of what I am like. I want to. A part of me is like, okay, I'm going to watch these games. I want to see maybe a little chance, some like a veteran or two out there. Doesn't have to be a big star, but someone that kind of gives us a chance to win games, not necessarily like a division, but just win some games. But. Then there's, you know, I, you know, you see all these prospects and you start thinking like, well, you know, maybe, but I don't trust them. I have a feeling in like two years, ooh, they're great. Let's trade them. Right. So. Yeah. They, they have to develop, they have to develop our trust. That's a good point. And like Lil Mo has said repeatedly, um, they're just, they're just going to sell these prospects once they get good. Um, mm-hmm. My response would be, I, I don't, I hope not because we're going to have them under team control and we have, you know, five years hopefully of control and we don't have to trade them because they they don't have to ask for more money until they, they get arbitration eligible. But, um, yeah, they do. That's a good point. They do have to develop trust. And I think the way to do that is dude, look at one Yoshi. You want a reason to go to games? Travis, Travis Jankowski, dude, he's exciting. Like he, <laughs> He scored four runs the other day and and stealing home when people are lollygagging and not paying attention. Like if you bring up another three of of Travis Jankowski, even though they're not you know <clears throat> exactly that prototype, but you know what I mean. People that are exciting and playing baseball in a different way than like you know the occasional Matt Kemp home run in the you know in the eighth inning when it doesn't matter. Um, like those are reasons to watch the Padres. Um, yeah and. That's one of the reasons I'm like, well, I kind of, I mean, I personally just like going to the, to a baseball game. It's like, after all these trades and I actually went back to the game, I was like, damn, I'm supposed to be mad about all this, but I can't help but just get into the game and, you know, whether they're going to win or not, it's just fun being out there and seeing all these players like Jankowski, Myers, which I'm hopeful he will stay um but i don't know if he actually will do you guys think he'll stay myers yeah i i really hope so 
Like, do you think, think they're gonna be like, oh, he's gonna be great. Let's give him this big contract, and then three years later, be like, ah, it didn't work out. Let's trade him. Well, I th- I think right now that you said that, it made me realize something. We've been talking about how how to retain the season ticket holders, where the season that's actually you got. And I say this in a in a positive way, Yoshi. You're you're locked in. Like they've got you. Like like oh like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like in in in, in like a mark. <laughs> yeah. In, in in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> yeah. Um. um <laughs> I think you know, and and this this exists in in every like, um, in every form of entertainment where they know like, all right, these fans here, like no matter what we do, they are they're 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 in like that they're never gonna leave. You know, this is this is their shit. This is they're passionate. Um, so it's like you're gonna complain, you're gonna get mad, you might get upset with things they do, but at the end when when it comes around, same with Lomo and the Chargers, when it, when when time comes around, you're gonna go, uh, well, I can't not. Like I can't not get season tickets, you know. Like I, I have these are my boys. Um, I think it's more a matter of the the casual fan, like how to keep how to retain as many. They're gonna lose, and they already know we're gonna lose a lot of the casual fans. But how can we retain as many as we can? And I think Will Myers is an important piece to that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna do their best to sign him to extension. He said that he's, you know, uh, open to that, and. I think he may he may be like he may be he may be there like in his last season of the extension when we're finally good and 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 hopefully he can uh, he can help us you know win the World Series that season. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like even if he's like a a, a really old veteran, um, he's still not one I would look to 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 be the the voice of, of wisdom. No, w- wisdom and Will Myers. Uh, yeah, those are the, the those are two two phrases you you will not you will not hear together. And I really don't think age is going to do anything to make Will uh, more wise or more intelligent. Like I think I think Will is has peaked uh, as far as as far as his his intellect goes. I don't I, you know baseball playing he, he may get better, but uh, you know, wisdom wise, uh, no. Nah. <laughs> he might start wearing batting gloves. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We, we've we've uh, we've run over our allotted time. Uh, it's time to go. But in the interest of expanding the the uh, interest of Pod's Pod, um, I'm gonna. I know for a fact that one uh, Joseph Bosa listens to this. Uh, listens to Pod's Pod, and uh, uh, he 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 listens. He's listening right now. He's sitting on his bed in his boxer shorts. You just got that update, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And uh, he's listening right now. And little Mo, I want you as a as a partying uh, shot here from Pod's Pod. Uh, send a message to Joey Bosa. Just sign, man. That's, that's it. it. That that's your that's your pitch. Yeah. Yep. Tell, why does why should he sign? Like he's why? a fucking rookie. Well, but why no why would, why would anyone want to play for the Chargers? Because it's San Diego, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Tom Cotasco just keep. <laughs> he just he, he he left a voicemail on on Joe's, on Joe's phone. Yeah, just kept saying like, "Dude, it's San Diego, man." Um, where right, where, they, where is Joey Bosa from? 
Uh, not college-wise, but like, what, what town? Like, do you know where you grew up? I, I, Fucking I entitled Bill USA. <laughs> yeah, that's who. The South, I think. I yeah. think so. Not San Diego, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> we'll speak to you after another extended break. I'm sure, um, or maybe sooner than that. Who knows? You never know. Uh, maybe Derek Norris will get traded. Maybe so. Ron Fowler will say, yeah, we hope so. Maybe Ron Fowler will say something else stupid and we'll, we'll have another podcast soon. If not, um, I hope you're waiting with bated breath. And uh, as they say in Spanish, buenas noches and please go fuck yourselves. So is it possible this is the last episode until 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, four years, huh? Someday, yeah, we'll put it together and we'll get it undone. Someday when your head is much lighter. Someday, yeah, we'll walk in the rays of a beautiful Pods, 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 pods.